if we are going to make changes that will help us lead better lives in times of uncertainty, I believe we need to boost our energy and protect our energy so that we are able to be more than a lump sitting on a couch staring at a screen. Welcome to Power Up Your Performance, where we talk about how you can learn to think, feel, perform, and live like a champion. Hey, hey, welcome to the show. My name is Kim Peek, author of Holistic Endurance Training. I help busy women live empowered and fulfilled lives and rediscover their joy and passion for life through movement, mindset, and journaling strategies. If you listened to episode 123, you know I'm kicking off a new podcast series on resilience, and this is episode number two of that series. In a sense, every episode of this podcast is about resilience because the focus has always been on learning to think, feel, perform, and live like a champion, and champions are resilient. People who achieve at high levels are able to adapt. They hold themselves accountable. Rather than dwelling on all the things that make a task impossible, they focus on what they can do. They are confident and goal-oriented, and they enjoy learning. And when something is important to them, they don't run from a challenge. I believe we can learn a lot by studying the traits and habits of successful people. So over the next few weeks, we are going to get even more specific and work to develop some skills that will help you right now. I want you to become more resilient so you are in a better place as we go into the winter months ahead. I think this winter is going to be especially tough with cold and flu season combined with COVID and being forced inside because it's colder. And so many of the places that we go to socialize and escape stress are going to be still closed and still at reduced capacity. Now, as you all know, I don't like to dwell on the negatives. I want to focus on what we can do to be stronger and whether the challenge is ahead so we come out stronger. Maybe even having learned something about ourselves, hopefully developed some new skills or created opportunities we never would have dreamed of before we were thrust into this crazy time and all of these circumstances that are beyond our control. So I've created a framework that will help us think about all the skills that go into building resilience. At the center of that framework is energy. Think about a time that you felt defeated. Maybe that's a recent situation related to online learning. You're trying to do all the things, work, feed your family, take care of pets, help your teenagers prepare for their futures, right? Helping them register for the ACT or navigate the college selection process. Or maybe you're also on top of that looking for a dress for the fake homecoming your daughter is staging at the park. And at the end of the day, you still have laundry to fold, bills to pay. Oh, and you also need sleep that you must fit into that packed schedule. When you talk to your best friend later in the week, she asks how you are and you reply, I'm drained. I'm so exhausted. I don't have any energy to focus on myself. Does this sound familiar? You know all about self-care. You know it's important. But how do you find the time? How do you dig yourself out of this funk when you don't have energy to take even one more step? You're not alone. 
All of us have felt this way at one time or another during the pandemic. If you're not feeling it now, you probably did weeks ago or months ago. We're all navigating this on our own time frame and in our own way. Now, I do need to pause to say that if you feel like your situation is hopeless or you're considering something like ending your life, what I'm talking about in this episode is not for you. The CDC website has some great resources for managing stress during the pandemic, including a list of mental health resources like the Suicide Hotline, which you can call at one 800 273-TALK, 1-800-273-TALK in the United States. However, if you're someone who is feeling like your life is just in limbo and it's messing with your motivation, the topics in this podcast series will help you develop some habits and skills that will help you feel hopeful again. Or if not that, maybe just help you look at life in a new way. It's hard to function when you feel like you don't have control over what's going on in your life. When you feel like you keep taking hits and things keep happening to you. Okay, so I actually really hate that phrase that you hear speakers say all the time. Life isn't happening to you. It's happening for you. I get the mindset shift that's being encouraged by swapping out the word to and replacing it with the word for. That little word swap is supposed to remind us to look at challenges as opportunities for growth and know that even in our darkest times, something good will come out the on the other end. And I do believe that. But when you're in the middle of life's greatest challenges, you don't want to hear things like, everything happens for a reason, and look on the bright side. Can you imagine you're diagnosed with cancer or you lose a loved one, and the words your best friend uses to comfort you are, life is happening for you. So that's just a little tangent, but I want you to know that I'm not trying to minimize any struggles that anyone is facing. We all have difficulties, and I don't want to suggest that we can just flip a mental switch and fix all of our problems. But if we are going to make changes that will help us lead better lives in times of uncertainty, I believe we need to boost our energy and protect our energy. So that we are able to be more than a lump sitting on a couch, staring at a screen. A lot of this is a chicken and the egg type of situation. Do we have more energy because we closed a big sale at work or got a new job? Yes, probably, because good news energizes us. But we also have a greater chance of chasing our dreams and achieving those goals when we feel energetic. So. That makes me wonder, how do we create energy? Well, first, let's start out with the obvious. Let's lighten the load. In that example I gave earlier, we had a superwoman who was taking on way too many tasks, trying to be a super mom, partner, and employee, solving everyone's problems and pushing herself to exhaustion. Where can you lighten the load? Do you have the ability to hire some help around your house? Could you ask your kids or your partner to pitch in? Could you swap babysitting with a friend to give you both a break? Could you join forces with friends to make meals that you each swap? Everybody cooking one large casserole or freezing meal and then getting together and splitting those up so that everybody has a variety of meals and each of you only cooked one time 
in that week. Take a hard look at your schedule and see which tasks are truly things you can only you can do. And then look for ways you can delegate and get things off your to-do list. Another idea, set some boundaries and learn how to say no. If you have a nine to five job, set a hard stopping point and make sure you take a break for lunch. You have to take care of yourself. You have to protect your energy. Even if you love your job, You don't want to miss out on the things in life that bring you joy because you're tied to a computer or a phone all day and all night. Okay, so here's one that might sound a little crazy, but hear me out on this one. In an ideal world, I think people should only work 30 hours a week. I realize that's not economically possible for everyone, but our brains and our bodies are not designed to work around the clock. We need downtime. We need time to think. We need time to focus on things that we enjoy, things that are not work. If all we do is work, 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 work all day and then spend our weekends rushing around trying to play catch up in a frenzy to do all the chores that we neglected throughout the week, trying to cram all of our shopping into a small window, when do we have time for the things in life that really matter? And if you can't make it work to work less hours, Find a way to make your schedule more flexible. Take frequent breaks so that you can get out and enjoy the sunshine, so that you can go out for that bike ride when it's not dark and cold, so that you can get out and do whatever it is that makes you happy. One thing I learned when I had breast cancer is that life is too short to devote all your time to making money for other people. Even if you love your job, which I do, there is so much more to life than work. We all have our own values and priorities, but my family, my friends, my health are huge priorities for me. So I set boundaries on how much of my life I'm willing to give to someone else's company. When I wrote my book last year, a similar thing happened. My life revolved around sleeping, writing, and working. I gave up all kinds of opportunities to hang out with my friends. I had friends visiting from out of town that I barely saw because I I was on a deadline, and when you have a deadline in a contract, you have to get it done. So I had to choose writing so that I could meet my deadline. I had limited time to cook, so my food choices were poor. And I was so busy trying to cram all that work into my day that I skipped workouts. And between the stress, the food choices, and the lack of exercise, it definitely affected my health. Now, writing a book was a lifelong dream of mine, and It was for a short period, there was a deadline, and I knew when this level of stress was going to end. So those risks were worth it to me. But as you make choices on how you spend your time, you need to be aware of the risks and the rewards. Set some boundaries on how you spend your time, whether that's with work or volunteer projects related to your kids' school or clubs, with how much TV you watch, or how much time you spend on social media or going down that TikTok rabbit hole. I would also suggest making a list of the things that are important to you. What do you value? What are the things that leave a smile on your face? What tasks, even if they are difficult and time-consuming, feel worthwhile? That list might include time with your family, making home-cooked meals, spending time in nature, walking your dog, taking an online course to learn a skill. 
these things, again, will differ from person to person. We all have different values and different things that are worth it that we value. Now, as we all know, there's only so much time in a day. So make sure you're surrounding yourself with the people you love, the people who support you, and that you spend time doing something every day that you enjoy. In fact, fall is a great time to create a bucket list. Why don't you create a bucket list for things you'd like to do or experience before the end of the year? I know I would love to get in at least one more bike ride where I can watch the leaves change colors before it gets too cold outside here in Kansas. I think about a Halloween fire pit on the driveway with our neighbors and a socially distanced slow jog at night to see the Christmas lights in our neighborhood. What would you put on your list? Take a minute to jot down the things that come to mind. Then today, while this is all fresh in your mind, make a plan to do some of those things. Get it on your calendar. Talk to friends. Figure out how to make it work. Now, it wouldn't be a talk about increasing your energy if we didn't also talk about things like getting enough sleep, choosing nutritious foods, getting exercise, and taking time for some sort of meditative practice. And if you've listened to many of my podcasts, you know that I'm always saying don't compromise sleep as a way to pack more things into your day. You need sleep. It helps you, your body heal from stress, from exercise, and from all the feedback, all that noise that your brain gets throughout the day. So if you aren't getting seven to nine hours of sleep a day, that should be your number one goal before anything else is to figure out how to get to better earlier and how to get quality sleep. You can Google that. There's tons of great articles on it. I've also done a couple of episodes on sleep, so I will link to some of those episodes in the show notes. But if you are not getting quality sleep, this should be your number one priority to energize your life. When it comes to choosing nutritious foods, don't think of things in terms of good foods and bad foods, but do try to decrease the amount of sugar you consume each day and focus on adding more whole foods, foods that are not processed into your diet. When it's time for a snack, can you reach for an apple instead of a bag of chips? Can you add a few more veggies into your pasta sauce? Can you make that chicken tortilla soup and throw in some beans and carrots and celery and maybe a little bit of corn, just other foods that have nutritional value instead of piling on chips and crackers and things that have less nutrition in them. We all know that exercise is important, but it's hard to make time for it when we are stressed. What if you took the pressure off and committed to moving for 10 minutes three times a day? Would that be easier to work into your schedule? There's tons of research that shows that it is effective. So if that's what you can work into your day, you need to make time for that. Or what if you did squats and lunges or push-ups during the commercial breaks of your favorite show? There are always ways to work exercise into your day if you are motivated. And I know a lot of you don't like to talk about things like meditation. It might seem like it's kind of out there for you. But meditative practices 
have a great effect on your health and can help reduce stress and anxiety. If it seems too hard or too weird to sit for it in silence for 10 minutes, go for a walk outside and just try to clear your mind and think about nothing as you walk. Or go to YouTube and search guided meditation and let someone guide you through the practice. Or if your watch or phone has that breathing app function on it, take a minute each time you're prompted to just close your eyes and breathe. We know these things work. We know that things like sleep, exercise, nutrition, and mindfulness techniques can energize us. They can help us cope. They can bring us energy. So why are there so many of us lacking energy? Why aren't we doing these things? For one, we are creatures of habit and we can kind of be set in our ways. And we often take the path of least resistance. But if there are changes you know you need to make in your life, it's going to take work. But I also know that at some point, we each experience a state where we are willing to experience a little bit of pain and put forth the effort so that we can reap the rewards. Managing your energy is one step on the path to building resilience. And I would say it's foundational. If you don't have your health and vitality, if you don't have energy, it's going to be really hard to work on all the mindset and personal growth behaviors that are part of being resilient. The next episodes in this series are going to be a little bit shorter, but I wanted to spend a little bit more time on this piece today because I think that if you can start to reclaim your time and begin to focus on the things that create energy, sleep, nutrition, exercise, and mindfulness, that you will start to feel better. And when you feel better, you will have more energy to make additional changes and mindset shifts. As we head into the month of November, I want to let you know about a new program I'm going to be offering for the last two months of this year. And I think it ties into this resilience series really well. And I'm going to tell you more about that in the next episode, but be on the lookout for my great challenge program that is going to help make you more resilient, more optimistic, and set you up for a successful 2021. Oh my gosh, I can't even believe after the year we've had that we're going to start talking about 2021. But we are all ready to turn the page on this year and start over. And this new program is really going to help everyone be prepared to start on in a good place. So have a great next couple of days, and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. I'm Coach Kim Peek of Power of Run, and you can find me at www.crushingmygoals.com or on all social media as at sign power of run. If you liked this episode, be sure to give the podcast some love over on iTunes and remember to subscribe as a new podcast, your reviews and stars and subscribes will help me grow the audience so that I can share my love of health and fitness and bring more experts to the show. Power up your week and I will catch you next Tuesday.